Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Brian, the bear, I have the question here. Hello. And I have my brother, Jeff. How's it going? Jeff and I, as you may have heard, used to do a podcast called The Weekly Media Mess, and long may it rain someday <laughs> to rise again out of the ashes. I say that every time, but as soon as I come up with a good idea, yeah, we'll be yeah, back. Yeah. So we are here to talk about Game of Thrones. We just watched Season 2, Episode 1 of the Game of Thrones, the adaptation of the book by George R. R. Martin. The book series, A Song of Ice series. and Fire. Yes, yes. Uh, seven book series, is that what we're thinking? Projected. Yeah. Who knows, stick to that. Five is out now. Yes. Six uh, has been, like, not the uh, chapters leaked or... He's leaked a couple, uh, I think one full chapter from the sixth book, which is, uh, well, what's it called? Something of Winter. Uh, it, it, they all illiterate? No, Dance of Dragons wouldn't be that way either. No, they're not all illiterate. Okay. So something of winter. Uh, yeah, like uh, whatever. Yeah, winter's anyway. coming. Winter is coming. That's no, a big that's phrase not. that they sure, use that's it. a lot. No, but now in season two, war is coming. Ooh. So uh, we're gonna do. Uh, this is the uh, Game of Thrones one hundred and one. This is our series uh, that we're trying to get you guys, the listeners, whether it's uh, a gay topic or a geeky topic, a little more informed, so you can talk intelligently with your friends at the water cooler <laughs> or online or what have you. <laughs> And ideally, uh, you could jump on. Uh, the way they set up these series now, I'm sure you know, is you, jumping on points are every season. So, you know, if you didn't watch season one, I know a lot of us are purists. We want to go back to the beginning, see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Don't have to. You could actually jump right in on season two. They do a recap, and mm-hmm. then you're going to hear us talk about what happened in season one mm-hmm. and the first episode. So you'll be ready to go. Lots of spoilers. Yes. We are going to spoil. At but, least for, up through the first episode of season two. Basically right. where I know, and that's it. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, even me, though 
I mean, we us two have read the books, but you yes. you are you're a noob. It's sad. I tried this, the first book. I think I got halfway through, and I just eh. honestly, most people say that. Yeah. The problem is everything kicks off and really gets going after that halfway point in the first book. I, I could see that, and even the second book, we'll, we'll talk about what happened, but it, it really starts to build momentum at that point, and yeah, it's cool. Yes. So let's talk about what Game of Thrones actually is. A lot of people hear it and they go. What is that, like a game? What is that, a board game, a card game? What is Game of Thrones? It sounds Actually, like it's... yes. Is it? It is that, too. They do That's have awesome. those for it, yeah. That's pretty cool. No, but, yeah, it's sort of... I always explain it as it's like Lord of the Rings, but with hardly any magic or fantasy really at all, And uh, but it's like Lord of the Rings meets Sopranos. Yeah, this is... Nice. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings if all the magic has already died out in the world. Like it's a post-magical world. Right. Yeah. Like, you might have heard, like, oh, yeah, I remember those dragons. Like, oh, there were dragons, like, hundreds of years ago. So, you know, it's kind of a middle age, fe- feudal, medieval era. Yeah. The but focus would... in, in half the aspect of the book series, half of it is focused on the feudal kind of uh, posturing and, and manipulations of what it takes to be a king in this land. The other half of the book is about the magic in the world coming back. So there's this idea that winter is coming, and this this world, which is definitely not Earth, has like long summers and then that long lasts winters. years at a time, yes, yeah. decades. And, they said their summer that they're coming out of in this series is ending like it's been going on for ten or fifteen years. And the longer the summer, the even longer the winter. Yes. Is. yes. And um, now winter is coming, which is actually the one of the families. That's that's the other cool thing about this book. Uh, for those of you guys who have read Dune, I think there's a lot of that. House versus house uh, drama, you know, seeing the loyalties shift and all the pieces on the stage, you know, it's like a big game of multi-sided chess. I mean, there's just so much mm, going on. Mm-hmm. That's a great Politics. way to explain it. Yeah. Um, but the Stark family is the um, at first, I think they're kind of the viewpoint house. Like they're mm-hmm. the ones you spend a lot of time with, at least in the first book. Right. Um, and, you know, you sympathize with them. And uh, Ned Stark, the leader of that Sean house. Sean Bean, yes. who's the main character, Boromir, so you would say, of the first season well, in you, you Lord could, of the Rings. You could say he has really mastered the art of a dying character. Yes. <laughs> so there's so our spoil. first big spoiler. Doesn't and, make it past the first season. Yep. Like, yeah. literally, I think in episodes, he makes it to, like, 11 or yeah. 12 or something. Yeah. Uh, it's 9 also, of 10. It's also worth saying that while there's this multi-sided chess game... Um, but there's someone like slowly like um, turning the, the the temperature down to sub zero temperatures and killing everyone in the room, yeah. and that is the the or they're called the White Walkers, or or in the book they're called the Others. They're called the yeah. Others, but that sounds like the Others from Lost, exactly. and also it's not very explanatory. White Walker is very these are like these people or these like zombie ice creatures. I don't know from up way up north. It's why they built the wall. Um, to keep them out, mm-hmm. and uh, now they're like sort of as winter is coming, they're descending like on the kingdom. And so you had this order of kind of monastic ex prisoner, ex rapist, ex whatever. Mm-hmm. Not always. It's only become that now. Okay, <laughs> it used to be a voluntary service. Yeah, that and we're talking about the Night's Watch. The yeah, Night's the Watch. Night's Watch. Uh, the the crows that they've become to known as because they always were all black. Yeah. Uh, they used to be a, a sacred order that people would volunteer to go to the problem is that like he said monastic they have to give up the right to have children they have to give up the right to own land they basically have to devote their lives it's like your army for life they're jedi yeah, yeah there you go yeah More and so and our hot-headed. introduction to this comes from john snow who is ned stark's bastard child yep 
Um, and there's a lot of bastards in this series. Yes, lots so of bastards. Which is um, kind of funny. Complete side note, you'll know that it's a bastard because their name is not related to a family. It's related to what land they were born in. I right. He that. was born in the North, North, so it's Jon Snow. Um, there's like a guy who was like, I don't know, it was like uh, Bob Rivers or something. And he right. was born Bob in the Riverlands. I, I just made that up. Nice. Um, well, actually, I think that's that's true. And then also, if anybody's born in the Stormlands where the, the Baratheon family reigned, they're called Storm. So something okay. Storm. So Gendry, as we've been seeing, as seen in the first season in this mm-hmm. episode, his name is Gendry Storm. And Gendry is very attractive, I will say. You've, yes. you've mentioned you have Not my favorite body type, but he's got the like the little eyeliner thing going mm. sort of thing. Yeah, he's cute. You like the little emo? Kind of. Uh, <laughs> gotta find an emo bear, I guess. I've never seen uh, that. Wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Anyway, so, um, so what else? Yeah. So that's, Those that's are some of our major characters. And there's and, lots of kids. And um, the, yeah. the family's but big. In opposi- the main opposition to like the Starks is the Lannisters. Yeah. Um, and if anyone's heard of the show, they've probably heard of Tyrion Lannister, who's played by Peter Dinklage, who won an Emmy and a Golden Globe for his performance. Best but, supporting you know, actor. Golden Globes don't actually matter because it's... Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey! <laughs> Foreign press. Doesn't, who, who is it? No, so yeah, Peter Dinklage has been around forever. He's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, and he always refused to play like goblins and elves and stuff. And it's now it, remarkable. It's, it's paid off. Oh, yeah. Now. I, He's, I, uh, I, like, uh, I liked him in Death at a Funeral. Yeah. And then I liked him in Death at a Funeral. I was going to say. <laughs> he was in the British one and the black one. I, I know. Oh, I funny. respect him for that. No um, so he is the uh, sort of the... not. He's not a bastard. He's a, a legitimate part of the family yes but he's, he's a, one of three he's a dwarf he's a little and person he's a dwarf his father is this very rich very power hungry guy and yeah i don't really know his backstory very much and tywin lannister tywin and his daughter and his uh his, son his daughter's son. the queen of the kingdoms and the son is the kingslayer a the, knight that actually personally deposed with you know an army and all that the previous king who no. is he oh, stabbed he, he the previous king him. in the back. He was his right. personal guard and killed oh, him. Oh, okay. Jamie yeah, so Lannister. Like, to, uh, Ty- yeah, oh, yeah, okay. He okay. was the, the head Brute. of the, the Knight's Guard or the King's Guard. King's Guard. Yeah. Uh, the, the White Cloaks that mm-hmm. you've seen before. They're basically the king's personal bodyguards. Uh, the previous king before. Uh, sta- uh, not, uh, Ares? No, uh, the Baratheon. To tar- Targaryen. To Targaryens. Right, but who was the Baratheon? Robert. Robert, Robert yes. Uh, Ares of uh, Targaryen was the king before that, who they all rose up as a civil war before the books begin yeah. to take over. Uh, Jamie b- dealt the final blow and actually killed Ares, but Ares was also known as Mad Ares because he was yeah, he was a mad like he tortured people, he burned people alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty fucked Ned's up. brother. Yeah, so so that's he another family, uh, the yeah. Targaryens. So, yeah, right? yeah, and they're basically in exile. And there's really very few left. They're kind of all yes. in hiding and About whatever. one. And one is the one that we see. And yeah. I guess and so, the so there's the all viewpoint. this. Sorry. There's all this going on in Westeros, which is the name of the land. But yeah. across the sea, like way, way far away on the other side of the world. In America. There's, no. there's uh, Daenerys. And she Targaryen. is a Targaryen. Yeah. And they have like links to like dragons. Like their ancestors used to ride dragons around and everything. They're kind of like the elf. If the elf like lost most of their elfin features. Right. Kinda. She has like silver hair. She's very beautiful. And yeah. she she uh, she she was like uh, an abused little sister of this oh. guy. And then he sold her off to like a warlord in exchange for an army. The horse fuckers. And yeah. <laughs> the Dothraki. Uh, the no, Dothraki. This yeah. is what I call them. The, and now the horse fuckers. Horse, horse fuckers. Because they have sex with horses. Yeah, but they're they huge. They do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, I didn't guy, see that. This other guy went on to, you know, become Conan. So you well, know, they're, they're pretty. Jason they're pretty, Momoa, the leader mm. of the horse fuckers. His name is Carl. At least the way I say it. 
Carl Drogo, and I know it's Carl Drogo. I know it's Carl. I know it's not Carl, but I call him Carl Drogo, the horse fucker. It's important Carl to point Drogo, this out. I was trying fucker. to be in, like informative here, and now you're just on this about is, horse fuckers. This is how I remember it. But sure. You, you but need hooks no, to remember No, you're right. These. The horse fuckers. Okay, anyways. That's right. It, it, she ends up marrying the le- leader of the horse fuckers, and then he <laughs> dies, and the whole army leaves, and she's left there with nothing but a funeral pyre and some dragon eggs. And at the very end of the first season... They hatch, and yep. she has three dragons all over her, which are That's like right. which are like nuclear weapons in this universe. Oh, like yeah. if you got dragons, oh boy, you better watch out. She's got which three is, of them. Which is yeah. what I really encourage anybody that if you like Game of Thrones and you want to know more, by God, go and read the back matter because there's the whole long story about the Targaryens where they came from. They oh, came yeah? from this land, almost like an Atlantis. Like this was the power of the ancient world for right. Westeros. These people ruled with dragons. The Targaryens were the only family to escape this land when basically what they hint at is a big destruction happened and wiped out the land. Okay. So the Targaryens are the only ones who actually escaped before that. Yeah, Middle-earth. Uh, essentially. Yeah, yeah, But uh, They went yeah. to the west. It's this whole fascinating <laughs> thing about and this this land had like amazing technology and they were the very easily they dominated. Is that where Valerian steel comes from? It's Valeria. Okay. Oh, Valeria. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like that um, special steel. So we got the Targaryens over in the well, Targaryen, and then her uh, the knight, uh, Sir Joral J- Jorah Mo- Mormont. Yes. Yeah, the he's kind of his dad being uh, Mormont, the yes. leader of the the Night's Watch. The Night's Watch. Yes, uh, I like him a lot because he was actually in. Do- There's a couple Doctor Who alumni I got to point out. He's one of them. He was the uh, father Octavian in the uh, Angels two parter. He was also the the father of the big red Scotsman in Braveheart. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, and then we also have the uh, other Targaryen, the one that gets a, a, a crown, so to speak, of uh, liquid gold poured on his head. Mm-hmm. I like gold. <laughs> yeah, he was a Doctor Who alumni. He was one of the scarecrows in the World War, uh, I think World War One, World War Two episode. Uh, I did not anyway, know that. So there's a two Doctor Who alumni, but um. So we got Targaryens over in the other side. We got the Starks. Mm-hmm. We got the, the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. And we got the Baratheons. We've mentioned Robert, who was the king, but then he got killed in a quote-unquote hunting accident. Well, and actually it was. That's the thing. The only thing that they did to kill him was get him drunk. Right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's how real drunk. the Lannisters are very manipulative. They yes. are that type of people that <clears throat> success is theirs to grasp and they will bring yes. about well, it no matter what they do and know, their house sigil and that's what I love is every house has its own animal sigil yeah. theirs is a lion right for you know the Lannisters and the Starks is a direwolf dire it's a direwolf dire in yeah. fact that's another cool thing each of the Stark children which there's like what four or five there's five five and, and six, then the including bastard, John they, each oh, yeah. one got their own wolf Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of them are alive except one. Is that yes? That's the deal? Uh, Sansa's lady got put down. Yeah, in the, the beginning. Yep, yep. Arya had to chase hers off. Yeah, um, but the others are still with their uh, their owners. So and, let's uh, let's talk but, about. Oh, oh, actually, we for, one more. Oh, oh no. Well, Baratheon just just the setup. You know, King Robert was the ruler. He got killed. Uh huh. Well, his wife was the queen, uh, uh, Lannister chick, uh-huh. Cersei. Cersei, yeah. And she's actually been having sex with her brother. Yeah, this Jamie. is where it goes dynasty. Her, or yeah, it's crazy twin stuff. Brother, her yeah, twin brother, really kind of creepy. It's they very, shared yeah, a Tristan womb together. Isolde, you know. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, couple things with that. One, the first time you find out they're having sex, like one of the Stark kids is Brand. like climbing all, all over this castle up in the north and they're visiting and he sees them having sex and he gets caught and so Jamie the Kingslayer guy basically walks up is like oh hey don't worry don't worry Whoof, 
Pushes him out the window. Pushes him out the window. Yep. And so, that was the end to the first episode, which was a brilliant piece of TV. Yes. So he's basically, he's alive, but he's uh, crippled. Like, crippled. But the, the phrase that Jamie says when he does it explains everything in his mindset at that time. It says, the things I do for love. And, yeah. And he pushes oh, yeah. a kid out the window. So Bitch. Jamie at this point has kind of been manipulated in his own way by Cersei because he has this whole sexual relationship with her going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, so, so it's. The the king now that you know Robert died, um, he got drunk and got killed by a boar while hunting, and now his son, Joffrey. is Joff Jeffrey. Joffrey, who, please. Joffrey. I'm a Jeffrey. That's a Joffrey. Yeah, Joffrey, who is by the way is a little boy from Batman Begins. I don't know if you remember that. I did not know that. Yes, and he anyway. So he's like the the worst little shit oh. you've ever seen. And he's spoiled wow. little teenager and months and like bullying people. He's now king. He's like blonde problem child. Yeah, he it's, is. Macaulay Culkin's worst. He's a cunt. Sans John Ritter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so he's now king, but his mother is trying to, like, sort of rule through him. She's queen regent. Yeah. So she's kind of ruling, not for him, but with him, advising him. Yeah. Yeah. But even she's noticing that he's a little... Like crazy. It was his irrational thinking that he's like, hey, let's kill Ned Stark. He's a traitor. It's the inbreeding is what it is. It's the inbreeding. It went... Um, so so that's, that's kind of the setup. Now there's a couple other. Ancillary. If you got that, you know, yeah, you know. got it. All that seriously. There's uh, there's, there's like twenty characters. Well, let's talk about the gay characters because I think that's very important. Oh oh yeah, we missed in the books. You you don't really find out one of them's gay until like what book three? I think uh, it's fairly no, later to, on. To be fair, you never overtly find out they're gay at all. Oh. Yeah, it's way obvious in the show. Yeah, they well, hint in the very show. Vaguely let's let's talk books. about this scene because all you. All of our gay audience, which there is some, believe it or not. <laughs> a small portion. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's more straight. But the uh, the gay audience, there is a scene in the first season where King, or not King, well, he's King now, I guess, but Renly, the brother, the youngest brother of, of the Baratheon family. Right, Renly. Renly, pretty who's boy. also a hot otter. Uh, <laughs> a little cubbish. Is it the really. tiny beard that gives yes. him the otter? Yes. Well, he's probably he's always He's hairy. In fact, his boyfriend is the Knight of Flowers. Aww. Yes, Loris Tyrell. Loris Tyrell, that's right. And yeah. she's, he's like shaving him he's actually, in his bathtub. Uh-huh, Loris' uh-huh. name is the Knight of Roses. Oh, Roses. Sorry, even yeah. gayer. Even no, gayer. it's the Knight of Flowers. Oh, it's the Knight of Flowers? I thought it was Knight of Roses. Oh, yeah, it might be a Knight They're of Flowers. They're both pretty gay. Yeah, and he's he basically looks he's like, like a the twink with like long, Japanese luscious hair. Japanese, shonen kind of blonde yeah. locks. Oh, yeah, totally. Like... So um and so he's a he's a proper knight like he's an attorney and he does he's really a well. badass knight he yeah. unseated the mountain which is like this nine foot tall guy who can like crush people and kill chop off a horse's head with one swing and- yeah so uh, they're having a hot little scene in the bathtub which again not in the books not at all and so there's this uh, really hot scene and I assume they're at least for a little while they're still somewhat involved and I I know there's a character. Coming up, who's the sister of the Knight of Flowers, right? Marjorie. Yes. She'll be introduced in so. season two. Yes. So yes. that's cool. And so I, I almost want to spoil what happens, but now I'll save it. I'll save it. Save it. So, so suffice to say that she's a she's a decently big deal. Yeah. Cool. And uh, also, we should talk about the king's council. Oh yeah, of course. which is uh, Littlefinger and Varys. 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 Varys, Varys yes. Varys. Uh, Peter Baelish. I Littlefinger. I can uh, yeah, his name his nickname is Littlefinger, but his full name is Peter Baelish. Lord Peter Baelish. Yes, well, with, now with a sigil now of uh, Mockingbird. Yeah, in season two. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. He he gets there. He 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 gets given his own uh, castle. You know, to make it seem more yeah official. Uh, official. Is that a castle in the city of uh, no. no? No. Like oh, a, he actually gets a property land yeah. somewhere. My friend. Well, actually, a uh, friend of the show, Alfred, uh, our friend. He. Uh, 
He said that his favorite character is probably Peter Baelish because like it's like his he ongoing kind of awesome. I l- see, and I, this is in the vaguest spoiler that I can give, mm-hmm. but Peter and Varys are kind of like if you had to pick two guys who are playing this chess match in the entire realm, right? There are things that they're doing and operating on that only they two are doing. Like they're the they're the ones behind each side. They're of the, the puppet masters, kind of. Yeah, you can sort of trace yeah. everything back to one of the two, which is crazy. But that's getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But we can talk about Varys, who's yeah. no, you don't really know anything about him. He's this like pampered, like eunuch, cherubic, soft spoken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you, seems very innocent, but he's known as the spider, which is not very innocent. And he has yeah. his his little birds. And there's a scene in the in the first season where they're walking around in a garden, and they're like, "Oh, that's one of his spies. That's one of his spies." And they're like, "Oh, who's that one?" He's like, oh, "That's one of my spies." And yeah. <laughs> so it's it's very you know he knows everything. Yeah. Um, seemingly you, too much. You learn he has a knack for disguise too. Even in the first season when he visits Ned uh-huh. in, in the in the dungeon, he's in like a ninja robe. He. <laughs> You think he's very, very looks a certain way, but he has all these different things to use to sneak around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you'll learn no, more about. He that knows like secret passages on. and stuff. That yes. man is a eunuch. Yes, he's he has eunuch. no genitals. They yes. were cut off, and they constantly uh, refer to it. <laughs> well, what's funny is even throughout the book series, it's almost like the Joker in the Dark Knight. He gives a story about how he loses them. But you don't know to believe him or not. If uh, it's actually true. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, this entire time he might actually have his balls. You have no idea because he's that manipulative and deceptive. Yeah. Mm. So, um, I mean, there's a whole host of characters. Like, there's God. There's there's the we, whole um, we could go on advisory class. They're called the Maesters. Yeah, the yes. Maesters. Yeah. They kind of had these robes, and they're all wise. And my favorite Maester has to be the King's Landing Maester mm-hmm. because you find out Pysel, in the first season is that, is that his name? I, I think Maester Grandmaster he, he carries himself so old. He walks around all decrepit, and then there's a scene where he's basically telling this prostitute that he's just fuck. Hey, uh, you know, uh, blah blah blah. It's I've known so many kings, and he's just talking, he's talking, he's talking, and he's being his old. And then she leaves. He gets up, he starts doing his stretches and doing some yoga. Yeah, he's like very like buoyant, <laughs> and he's like, you're like, what? He's he's putting on an act, yeah. much like everyone else, yeah. you know. But what's so. funny is like you find out with the maesters, especially that chain that they were that gold cha- that that metal chain. Those yeah. are all the different rungs of the things that they've learned, almost like Boy Scout patches. <laughs> nice. So they no, put yeah. that on, and that weighs them down. So to an extent, it's an act, but it also like as yeah. soon as they put on that chain, it's like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> the so much knowledge. Yeah. So, um, so if you didn't know anything about Game of Thrones, now you're really confused. I know, exactly. right? <laughs> There's a wiki. Use the wiki. Well, and the series, I think they did a great thing with the series because they introduced them one at a time in some parts, and in a couple at a time in some parts. Mm-hmm. And the opening credits, they actually use that to teach you about yeah, the it's world. Like a, yeah, it shows you the new location and yep. where they are in relation to everything else. Which that is honestly, so awesome. This is such a dumb... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Digestible series because it's only 10 episodes per season. Ten, yeah. So I would say, you know, even go go watch it, you know, mm-hmm. if you can. And uh, and I, I always tell people because in the first couple episodes, people are like, what's going on? Really? All you have to do is should listen because like we were saying before, a lot of what they talk about and reference, like the Mad King and blah, 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 is a war that took place 20 years ago. And like, yeah. why is Jamie called the Kingslayer? He didn't kill anybody on the show, but he got that name like 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. So that's the just matter. what you should really do is uh, try to listen. Don't listen to what they're saying as mm-hmm. much as the tone and understand these two people are, are speaking antagonistically towards each other yeah. or these people like each other or, you know, more just go with the flow and the tone of the series and then it'll the rest of it will come naturally. Wait, and, and even, What's even the back the, matter deal? Like, the where, book where is series, this? even by itself, when you're reading the books, has an entire glossary. With, is that what you're talking about with the back matter? The, is it? There, it comes with a glossary. It comes with maps. I mean, the okay. books themselves are also loaded with extra content that you might not know from a glance that you reference as you're reading them. So it's very Tolkien-esque in that sense. Mm. That there's oh, yeah. so much more he's, about the world George, that he's written. George R. R. Singing. George R. R. Martin is sometimes known as the American Tolkien, which is high praise. And yeah, yeah so. he fully admits that he, he did this because he was such a gigantic Tolkien fan. And it's very much a successor to Tolkien because, again, Tolkien, not as much magic, a little bit still, and sort of some fantastic stuff. This is like a little more modern than that, mm-hmm. but not still modern. So. Yeah. More sex. Um, and, so, oh, my God, lots of sex. Is, yeah. that, is there much and, sex in the book? Oh, yeah. more. Okay. And yeah. cursing. and That's cool. So let's talk about our, our favorite characters, I think. Um, Overall or just from the first book and into the Well, let's just what talk about the first so season, yeah. 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 I was a big fan. We didn't talk about her, so I'll just... Uh, Arya, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the little girl, uh, Ned Stark's daughter, She got, she's, she's supposed to, being bred to be like a princess, but she doesn't want to be. She wants to go shoot bows and play, you know, swords with like the boys and get dirty out, in, you know. There's a scene where she gets kicked. Uh, she she winds up in like a sewer or something. and winds up outside the castle, and she wants to come back in. And the guards are like, "Get out of here, boy!" She's like, "I'm not a boy. I'm Arya Stark. I'm off my father. Like, get you if you don't let me back in." <laughs> and that's yeah. something I think they've sold more successfully in the book. The whole playing up of people mistaking her for a boy all the time, especially yeah. when she's dirty. She's it, a pretty little girl. Exactly. It's hard to hide. But with that, her haircut, but... I mean. She gets dirty. You might yeah. buy it. Whatever. But either way, it's cool. And then she she wants to they, – they call it her, her dancing master, and she goes and takes lessons from this guy who teaches her how to fight with swords. But she's just a little girl. I love her. She's a great actress. You yeah, know? she's Her scenes great. are really great. Um, so what about you? Uh, of, the, of the first book, I would definitely say John was my favorite. Second, close to Tyrion, just because Tyrion has such an interesting arc yeah. in that – you know, he's this kind of downtrodden, you know, of the Lannisters, which is still like, you know, congratulations, you're a member of the Bush family. You're awesome. But you, of the Bush family, you're still the low one on the total right. pole. You're still Jeb. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. You're the governor of Florida. What did yeah, you ever do? Florida. Uh-huh. Um, you weren't president. Yeah. So, but, you know, the arc he goes on where that by the end of the book, his father is basically going, guess what? Uh, you're the only Lannister that hasn't fucked up, so I'm sending you to King's Landing to be the hand in my stead because I actually trust you. And we didn't talk about that. The hand of the king is kind of the guy. He's like the if he's, the, if, he's uh, the, the prime he's, minister. He's the guy behind the guy. He's the castigliere of the mafia. The, you know, he's the guy doing the actual work, whereas the royal family kind of just rule and chop people's heads off and have festivals. What is it? The phrase in the book is uh, 
the king shits and the hand wipes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. So basically, the king the ones eats who do or the, the hand job. takes the shit. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing that just occurred to me is worth mentioning the Iron Throne. You probably have seen in different uh, things for, about the show, and it's basically a throne where they've taken all these swords and beaten them into the actual throne itself. Yeah. So this throne is a spiky looking, kind of looks uncomfortable, but yeah. you know, the it's, throne is a hard thing to sit on. So yes. it and, be I easy. find that to be the case. And that was the the example that they made when Ares the the conqueror comes over at the very beginning in the whole series is that all the swords are from uh conquered kings and lords that he uh he beat in in you know in battle and you know the swords are still pointy and jagged and so if you cut yourself on the throne that's that's almost a sign that the throne is rejecting you oh i see so i did not catch that yeah well uh, i have to say my favorite character so far is Jon snow um, and it's because he does seem to have a bit of growing up to do, and he's trying to like they're trying to beat that arrogance out of him to make him a, a proper Jedi, a proper Night's Watch, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like Tyrion. I'm not gonna lie, he's a he's a pretty awesome character. Uh, I love all the Starks. I mean, pretty much, I am very pro Stark. And thus far, the only other house that I even really kind of like is the Renly, of course. What's great, um, though, is as it goes on, you'll be introduced to more houses, yeah, and certain <laughs> characters from these other houses will become focal points. Yeah, it's, that's the thing I know um, uh, from what I know of the series, and this is probably going to be true in this show as well. You start out with a set, like you said, and characters get killed. I mean, Ned Stark was a pretty big character in the first book, and he gets killed. He was, George R. R. Martin does not mind killing characters. Yeah, no one is safe. The second you like somebody, they're going to get disfigured, they're going to get raped, they're going to get yeah. uh, you know left for dead, there, or they're gonna, just going to straight up die Yeah, in the sucks. worst way possible. Yeah. So, And that's the other thing. I was, I was actually reading a little bit about Martin and his background and some of the stuff about him, and it seems like he just kind of has a downer view of the world. Right. Well, a lot of people argue is this nihilism, because nothing seems to matter. Even yeah. if you win this battle, like you could get stabbed in the back the next day and right. but we haven't seen the end of it so it's hard to say right and he's said many times that the reason why he feels it necessary to kill people and especially not when you really expect it is the certain the simple fact that people die all the time and it might be when they don't deserve to die it might yeah. be you know they have all these great goals and great things in mind but they're still susceptible to death just like anybody else yeah so that's his ruling about when people should die so we did just see season two premiere i mean we've talked a little bit about what happened but um, what were some of the things that stood out to you guys about season two and, and what we've seen so far? Well, um, starting with season two, uh, there's the, you know, jo- Joffrey's king, but all these other guys suddenly want to be king. We've got Renly, who's, uh, uh was Robert's brother, younger brother. And then we have Stannis, which is the next oldest brother. So Stannis has the rightful... Well, I thought... Was I thought Stannis was actually older than Robert? Like, was he? Stannis, he looks older. Stannis was actually, in certain ways, deserving more of the throne, but because Robert was the one who actually beat Ares, he mm, got the throne. Right. So, so that's why Stannis so, has been stuck on Dragon uh, Dragonstone. Yeah. Because he's basically been stuck there, saying, "Oh, congratulations for helping out," but at certain points, you find out that he actually had to get rescued. It was this yeah. big thing. Uh, so he's kind of sat there bitter. About the fact that the throne should have been his. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, anyway, Stannis and Renly are brothers, and they both want the throne. There's Joffrey, who is sitting on the throne, even though we just found out he, his claim isn't that strong because his dad uh, is the queen's brother. Yeah. So he's not really not, a Baratheon. Yeah, he's not. And, and that's and the, then, the great part about three, the first season. Oh, then there's Rob. Rob Stark. King of the North. 
who's king, who wants to be king in the north. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's actually another one. I'm not going to say who. Um, he hasn't been introduced yet. Yeah, he hasn't I been see. introduced yet. So yes, there's going to it's going to be war. Oh, of, like, Mance of Raider, five kings. Yeah, but he's not. That's book three. Okay. I wondered because I, I kept hearing about Mance Raider. He's the guy who is north of the wall and gathering all these nor- true quote unquote true northerners, like the wildlings. Yeah, the wildlings to kind of have their own army. And Wild, wildings. wildings, wildings. Oh my bad. Um, and so they they've alluded to him, but I I assumed at some point we would see more about that. Yeah. All you need to know about Mance Raider is that he, like they said in the first episode, when you're that far north, there's only one direction you're going to go. Yeah. And he's basically taking all this mass army of wildings and marching them back down into Westeros. Yeah. yeah. And the guys at the wall are forced to protect that, like stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. So they might come in conflict in conflict with him. Yeah. This, this conflict. This conflict. group that's been severely understaffed and underpopulated uh, for years and years is now going to have to defend and the s- entire country. And staffed yeah. with rapists and murderers and thieves. Well, they should be yeah. good at killing, you think. Yeah. yeah or you fucking. Know. Or fucking. Running yeah. away. They're running away. Um, yeah, so, but the biggest, uh, so the characters, we already talked about Stannis, but what makes him kind of interesting is his sort, his little right-hand man, which is a woman named, is it Melisandre? Is that Melisandre. Melisandre. It's basically how you want to pronounce it. Melisandre or Melisandre? Melisandre. That sounds she, like a black name. She is this red priestess of this, like, fire god. Monotheistic. Yeah, monotheistic. Oh, that's because, the kicker. Yeah, yeah they, they, they worship the seven. So in the first episode, we see, as when we, the first time we see Stannis, is she is burning the statues of the seven gods. Oh, I didn't get that. And okay. having him take her god, the fire god. Interesting. R'hllor. R'hllor. And as, like, and she gives him, like, the burning sword and everything, like, in the ceremony. And then the uh, the one of the priests or no is it the one of the maesters one of the maesters of the of the old faith of the seven gods tries to poison her. He takes a slip of the drink which has poison in it, want, wanting to kill himself, and hands it to her, trying to kill her as well. Basically, he like, drinks it yeah. and dies. She drinks it and lives. Yeah. So you're like, there's something more to this woman than meets the eye. Like she just drank poison and was fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Although you did also notice, and they mentioned this in the book, that when she does that, the ruby that she wears around her neck glows more brightly, and it's almost like they're hinting at that's what channels her magic, whatever oh, okay. she can do. Yeah, like her god's presence, it it glows in that ruby. Yeah. So Stannis she, is pretty much full on taking her everything. Like, right. Oh, he's coming to cool. Even though he ha- king, he has yeah. a wife though. Oh yeah. But yeah, he thinks he needs an edge. Like his brother is loved. Renly is loved. and has a hundred thousand people. He's like, I need an edge. I'm going to take this fire god. She's promised me. She said she saw it like in a yeah. fire that I'm going to win this. I got to ask you so. something here. A friend of mine at work told me that Renly's uh, group of soldiers is called the Rainbow. Yes, this it is. is the Rainbow Guard, and he puts his boyfriend. <laughs> Loris at the head of it. Now, gives him a rainbow cloak. And, Seriously? And he gives that other person that we haven't met yet as a, a member of the Rainbow Guard. I mean, seriously? Seriously. That's gay. That's pretty gay. Yeah. That's pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, George, your, your, your symbolism is uh, a little uh, over the head, you know, beating us over the well, head. Well, you know. Like a penis. Like a penis. It was a push. It was, you know, it's all it's all theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this this is what we've seen in this premiere. Yeah. We've also seen uh, Rob making some demands of the Lannisters. Basically, they have Jamie. They'll give back Jamie if they give back the two Stark girls, which they don't realize that Arya has escaped. Mm-hmm. But they know they have Sansa, and uh, they want to be basically left alone in the North. They yeah. want they want Scotland. Just give us Scotland, and we'll be good. Pretty <laughs> much. You know? Essentially, yeah. So uh, reasonable. But, you know, that's the Starks their, or the but, Lannisters won't go for that. But that's their surrender terms. That's their peace terms. Right. If they don't give them that, well, then screw it. We're just going to take the whole kingdom. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and in the dragon, uh, uh, we have uh, 
Daenerys with her dragons, mm-hmm. leading her people out into the wilderness. They're actually going away from Westeros, right? Well, yeah, they're, they're going. They don't know. They're going down the Red Waste, which is basically this barren wasteland between where they were with the Delta Dune, Hockey Arrakis, scene. desert planet. But they're trying to get through to the next populated area to escape any risk of being killed. But it's, they're going. If Daenerys' goal has been from beginning to kind of come back to Westeros and rule, like she wants to, she wants to be right. a king herself. But right, right now, she's royally fucked in a desert. Yeah. yeah. With, with dragons, not enough people who right. won't eat. Yeah, with no 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 horse fuckers around. No horse. Well, maybe a couple. And no but... horses. Well, very little. Yeah, yeah her horsey died. I know that's sad. Poor and, thing. And, and her blood riders took the rest of the horses to go scout out for for people. They're just yeah. gonna ride off and fuck those horses, that's and right. then they're gonna leave they're her. Horse fuckers. That's what they on a, do on a cold, lonely night. You know, you you pray for a horse to fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so some characters that are coming up that we have not seen yet. Oh, actually, yeah. I want to know more about Davos. Yeah, Davos. You guys mentioned who, him. Who's the, that actor? Uh, Look it up uh, while we're talking. Uh, um. <laughs> Davos, the uh, the Onion Knight. Uh, was, the Onion Knight. The yeah. Onion Knight. The reason why he's called that is because when Stannis was being, you know, attacked and that he had to be rescued, Davos was a pirate or uh, you know, like a smuggler, a smuggler, and he was one of the only ones who actually managed to break through uh, Targaryen's blockade and bring uh, Stannis supplies and food while this whole onslaught was going on, so they nicknamed him the Onion Knight. Now, to give you an example of, of Stannis's character, even though Davos saved him and kept him from starving and eating each other on this island, because he used to be a smuggler pirate, uh, Stannis made him cut off the tips of each of his fingers on his right hand what? as punishment for being a smuggler. Oh, my God. And then made him his knight and made him his, like, second-in-command. So he's fair... But he will make you be punished for the crimes that you commit. Yes, and as a reminder, Davos wears the tips of his fingers in a little bag around his neck. Yes, there is good luck charm. That's a little spoiler. That'll probably be explained in an upcoming episode, but that's just a little flavor for you. Well, I will say, I looked at his IMDb profile. His name is Liam Cunningham. He's very familiar. He seems like a villain in a lot of movies. He is a hot daddy. Let's see. That is. Look at that. Look at him there. He is is a hot It's that same expression he has on his face all the time. Oh, yeah. IMDb has a. Yeah. He's been in quite a lot. He's a, a well-traveled British actor, uh, but yeah, I I don't think I've seen him. A Warhorse, maybe. Uh, Camelot. He was on the TV series Camelot with uh, Ava Green. Oh, he was in Camelot. I didn't see it on here. Catherine Tate. He was in the Christmas special. I mean, you know, a bunch of stuff that like I've probably passed by, but I I can't not, I can't place him from anything else. He's one of those many. You know, plentiful British character actors. Right. There's a lot of them. He's really good, though. So, who else? Oh, we got to talk about... Uh, well, she, how do you well, say her she name? Hasn't been inter- Ygritte? I don't know. Ygritte. 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 Yeah, actually, she hasn't been introduced. Maybe we should save her. But, yeah, jo- let's say Jon Snow fi- might find love in a cold place. But, you know, if he I He found love in a no, she, cold that's place. Terrible. That's just terrible. <laughs> she shows up, like, near the end of book two. Oh, okay. They'll probably bring her earlier. Maybe earlier. Come on. So who's this chick? Yeah. I, we talked and about this on the my, show a while ago. One of my absolute favorite characters. Is it Brienne? Brienne. Brienne. She's a man, baby. She's, like, this mannish... She's often mistaken for a man, this, like, woman who didn't... It's kind of like Arya. Maybe if Arya had grown up, she did not want to be a princess. Grew up she wanted to be a nor- knight. from, like, Norway. Yeah. She likes Norwegian toasters. And she looks like a Hungarian flannel. dodgeball player. You have no idea. She is such a dyke. Oh, my God. That's rude. I am... Oh, come on. Come on. Okay. Look at her. Look at pictures of this chick. No. She's got Birkenstocks. She, and she's a member of the Rainbow Brigade. Or Rainbow, Rainbow Guard. Guard. Rainbow Guard, whatever. No, yeah, she is cool. 
Yeah, I'm just what, saying. What's funny? See, over the head. Her intro is great enough. But I don't want to tell it about it. No, 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 don't, don't. Yeah, don't, let's don't. let's say. But let's just say, you know, she's a really cool character that'll be in this season she, as well. She makes her mark very clear when she first shows up. Good. Well, all you lesbians out there, and I think there's like two of you that listen. I actually don't. <laughs> think she, I really. Yeah, and after after today, there'll be zero. <laughs> but in the books, I, I don't think she's gay. Well, she's more like she, asexual. You, yeah. all the lesbians out there that like it, Butch. You will like her. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Yeah. There ain't no lipstick on her. Now, who's yep. this chick? That's Mar- uh, Marjorie Tyrell. We talked about her a little yeah, bit. Okay, it's okay. Loris's sister, who oh, plays yes. an important role later on. But they're introducing her now with a sort of a funny... You'll see. It's yeah. funny. It's so, funny. You'll laugh. What else is there about Game of Thrones that we think the audience should know before they uh, they dig in either the books? Okay, let's do this. Books or show first? What do you uh, think? Who? Well, the, the problem with the books... As much as you have to go on in reading far ahead in the story, the problem is you're reading really far ahead in the story. Yeah. So if you read the books, you're going to know what happens for as long as the show goes. This isn't Walking Dead. They're not going to throw loops at you just because they want to be different. They seem very clear wanting to adapt the the work. Right. So you read the books, you're going to know what happens. Okay. Yeah, and there's a lot of twists. And it's actually, I think the first season was such a good piece of TV, and it was very, it was not loyal in terms of all the details, like they didn't pack it full of all the details, but in terms of the story and the characters, they nailed it. Like, you yeah. could not ask for a better adaption. Well, and, like the, and George R.R. R. Martin helped write yeah, he was there. You know, he got so. to fix mistakes he might have had in the book writing, and like wanted to flesh out things at different points. Yeah, and he even said the filming of the show has influenced his writing of the books. Like yeah. he, um, like is her name Osha? Asha, Asha, the, the Wilding, yeah. who the, uh, the one we saw walking around with Hodor and Bran on his yeah. back. Yeah, she yeah. she gets like captured and has is like an indentured slave, sort of so indentured servant, and uh, and but he he said because of what happened to her. In the in the show, he's going to write her character differently when he re, he revisits her in the book, which is interesting. interesting. Which and you know it's safe because he hasn't written that much of her in the books yeah. up till now. And for those who do know, I've read the books. There's I think it's Jojen and and Mirren. Is are that their names? The two green oh, yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. I heard they were cut out in the books. They're in, uh, in the show of the show. Oh, in the sh- See that would be interesting. I don't know how they would. Do why are they that. green? I think maybe it's the land they come from. They're like they a come swamp. from like oh they're yeah like people. a marshland. Oh. They're swamp people. Yeah, mm. southerners. But, but they're also and, hippies. Oh yeah, yeah. they yeah. smoke the weed. They, yeah, they, they have like visions and stuff. Yeah, nice. Mystics. If nice. they cut them out of the show, I'm curious I, to see I feel how like they would. Osha is going to take their place, and she's going to be the one to lead the you know Bran on his journey this season. But I don't know. It's hard to say. And Hodor. How can we forget Hodor? Hodor. This guy only says his name. And yeah. I guess actually I don't even think that's his real name, but it's his name because that's what he says. Right, exactly. And he gets naked in like the first season yeah. for a little bit, which is pretty funny. He's a giant penis. I didn't see that. I remember that. Big but yeah, you do see it, don't you? <laughs> really? That's right. And on that note, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what else there's a flame on. The music's great for the from the music side. Oh, the yeah. soundtrack's I can't even awesome. Pronounce his name. How do you pronounce the guy, the composer's name? I can't remember. Dwajan Riawan Dwajan. Yeah, the track we opened with is actually the opening of the show, and it's just it's it's great. And the music in the first season, I felt like okay, there's some moments where it's a little cheesy, a little synthy. I think this new season, I think they're gonna up it, and it's gonna be like a proper awesome soundtrack. So. I, th- I think he's the the second coming of Michael Giacchino. Really, I like this. I was gonna on... say Bear McCreary. Bear McCreary, yeah, from Battlestar, but yeah, whatever. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, we'll probably give on the uh, next Flame On, we'll probably give a, another little recap of the next couple episodes because uh, Q and I will be there to 
talk about what happened. I think we're the only two on the show that really watch it. Yeah, I, I, Oral didn't want to watch it. He was uh, iffy. Uh, so I don't he know. He probably gets through too much wine and can't finish well, an episode. Yeah. An hour's a long time for an alcoholic. Oh, uh, put, the, put the claws in, well, man. Uh, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> he's, he's, off, uh, he's off battling uh, Gene uh, in the bathtub. Oh yeah, that was such a funny video. So, Go uh, check out that video. It's up on our fla- our Facebook, which uh, for those of you to, I mean, you probably found us from Nerdy Show, but uh, we have a Facebook page, Flame On. It's up. If you you're know, one of our four Facebook fans, like a hundred. If you're it's one of shockingly low though, because <laughs> I talk to people <laughs> from all over. Insultive to you? Well, I talk to people all over the country. Like I met somebody up in DC who who watched listens to the show, and I didn't know him at all. And then I was on Scruff. And I told this one guy, he said he's gay and geeky. I said, oh, my God, you'll love our show. He's like, oh, I've listened for a couple episodes. I'm like, what? Why are you friending us on Facebook, damn it? No, right. The amount of listeners we have is disproportionate to the the number of Facebook likes we have. They're just, you know, podcast sluts. They just take whatever they want. They are on Scruff. Gay comics. Oh, look at this. I'll try this. Well, Facebook... Uh, flameonshow.com we're trying to raise money to get to gay days that has gone live now if you want to pick the next topic of probably our May show go on there in the forums there's a couple topics actually already up but if you want to actually cement that so that we can do it you got to donate money just like the nerdy show people do actually you're not donating you're supporting us that's, yes, that's the actual verb. Supporting us, donating um, implies some kind of tax write-off. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you are supporting us. But um, and uh, email, uh, Twitter, Flame on Podcasts, mm-hmm. just because Oral likes to be different. Yes, basically. So yeah, check us out. And uh, on that note, Flame off. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 